0: Welcome, Sky community. Welcome back to another episode of Sky Women Podcast. Today, we have with us Dr. Meg Golaski, who is a pediatrician, a holistic medical doctor, energy healer, and co-founder of Trace, the first farm-to-vagina period care brand helping to heal earth with hemp and climate beneficial cotton. Dr. Golaski, welcome. I'm really excited to get into this topic with you.
1: Thank you so much, Carolyn. I'm really honored that you're having me here today and talking about these topics in a public way. And I hope that we can have a really fun and informative conversation too.
0: Yeah. So I've got I've got so many questions. So yeah. guys, Dr. Golaski, Meg, can, can I call you Meg? Yes, please. Is so Meg is a pediatrician and so you're a practicing pediatrician. How did you go from that to producer of period products. I mean, (laughs) and, and I imagine that you're like the lone ranger out there in, as in terms of actual healthcare providers in the production side of things, right? Yes,
1: totally. Well, I didn't see it coming. It was not something I set out to plan to do on purpose,
0: but what I kind of, it wasn't in your journal. Like one day I want to be, I will make hemp hemp tampons. That was,
1: (laughs) yeah. Although I was making those hemp necklaces like in sixth grade, I would use (laughs) guitar strings and hemp and like sell these necklaces. So I like to joke full circle. But yeah, I I think that for me, I obviously loved medicine because I love the human body. I just really honor the human body. It has always been amazing to me, and I wanted to learn everything I could about it, and I just really wanted to help people. I know that's just the kind of what everybody says about medicine, but it really rang true for me, just helping people through their bodies. And so I went to medical school and learned all the things and did all the things and um, went to residency for pediatrics because I really loved children. I loved, um, I really love well children visits. So really just mm-hmm. helping parents and families and children thrive in their wellness. Right. And what I found when I got into clinical practices was that I just couldn't foster that within the current medical system. So it's no one person's fault. It's not like my practice was horrible, none of that.
0: Right. It was it's a systemic failure. It's I mean, truly. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And but, you know, I just could not do the things I was wanting to do in 10 minutes with face to face with families or sometimes five, you know. yeah. So I, I actually got really depressed because I felt like I was not able to be the person I wanted to be. I actually became suicidal oh. and did not know what to do. So I kind of, as a last ditch effort, reached out on Facebook, was like, I need help found a wonderful supportive group of women physician coaches and they, coaching. And that helped me to understand I could have different doorways.
0: Right. So did you do empowering women physician coaching? I did. Shout Um, out to Sunny Smith. I adore EWP.
1: Thank you, Sunny. And so she actually selected me to be able to go to Bora Bora for free because of my story and how coaching really saved my life and helped me. Wow. And so it was the hugest blessing. And I found myself there surrounded by really strong leader, empowering yeah. physician women. And I just started dreaming, you know, what could my life look like? Does right. medicine, practicing medicine mean you have to be in a clinical setting, right? Right. And so I told them I was gonna quit my job, and they were like, "And Wait, Bora, Bora, <laughs> yeah." And uh, I said, "No, I know. I've I've known this for a long time. I I've honestly known this for many years that this is just not my path.
0: You just didn't have a way out,
1: right? You Didn't see I, a way out. No, there was a way out, right? Yeah, yeah. So I did end up staying on just to help with. It was COVID right after that." So did practice into October of 2020. But then I did finally leave and I got to do some things that really expanded my horizons. So I became Reiki certified. So I'm a Reiki master, which is a form of energy healing. I did a lot of like photography as a side gig. I'm very creative and right brain. And I learned, I started learning about marketing and marketing for myself and my own products. And it caught the eye of a woman here in my community who was a women's health nurse practitioner named Claire Crunk. And she had had this idea to make tampons out of hemp fiber. And she pitched and it blew me away. And we what pitching is and all of that stuff in a little bit. But she pitched this company and it blew me away. And I just told her I really believed in it. I believed in the power of hemp to heal the planet. It's an excellent plant for healing the earth and the soil. And just for having a level of transparency in period products with ingredients that previously wasn't there to help people regain the autonomy that we feel like they had been taken away. So I just believed in her a hundred percent. And over time, she kind of saw how I was marketing myself and my services. And she said, Hey, can you come over here and do this for us? And it was a match made in heaven. And now I get to do these things that marry both of these sides of myself. So not only find, you know, a path out of what I felt like was a really constrictive situation i found something that made me feel whole in my gifts and abilities for the first time so i get to do the photography i get i directed and uh, produced my first video shoot i you know i get to d- uh, write copy write a lot of copy design web pages things like that with healthcare at the core and the basis and i am yeah yeah me my <laughs> clear. My CEO and I are one of the few people that are in healthcare that are in the consumer goods space. So we feel very blessed. I mean, I'm just full of gratitude for that path. And the reason I bring up Sunny and EWP and all of that is just because we couldn't do these things alone. So I don't want, I never want to come on a podcast and be like, I am so great. Right. Right. Right.
0: It was all me. I was in the depths of the despair. <laughs> just <laughs> where I found myself. <laughs> yeah, it really is a journey. And so, so I love a lot of things about your story. Like you're just being really transparent about how the current system of medicine really didn't allow for your creativity, didn't allow for the time that you want it with your patients, didn't allow for you really fostering that wellness, because that takes a lot of education and time with families. And just feeling kind of trapped in like, you know, I trained all these years for this, you know, maybe you have student loan debt, you know, you've got all these other factors that kind of, keep you feeling trapped, you know, or like disappointing yourself or disappointing others because this is what you signed up to do, right? So you're going to do it till the day you die. <laughs> right, right. Right, and now you found this outlet, you know, you you sought help when you were in the depths of the despair. You found your group, you found your people, you found the support so that you had the time and the space to really foster, well, what is it that I really want to do now? And how do I, you know blend all these beautiful gifts that I now have in my life. Yes, I'm a physician, but I also want to use this creative realm and to put all those together to do something that you feel passionate about. And that's, impacting not only, you know, I always say that, you know, we need to offer our gifts to the world and there's that one unique thing that only you can offer. And and we have to believe that there is just, you know, that there is so much bounty in this world and that we can, you know, there's always, there's always people and clients and money to go around, right? There's plenty of it. But in this particular space of period products, not having healthcare providers there, I think it's really a detriment to us because there's a lot of misinformation and scare. Some of the recent TikTok videos and, and YouTube videos that have got, been going around and scaring people about tampons is concerning. Right, right.
1: So it really is. What What we see is a dichotomy that's formed between people that feel like they have to fall on extremes of a spectrum. And yep. so, On hand, we see, you know, influencers on social media who are well-intentioned and smart people, but aren't necessarily as well-trained or maybe can't read, you know, read the medical literature and interpret that like we spent a long time learning how to do. And they may just pick out specific buzzwords or facts to focus on. And that leads to to fear. And look
0: at the bigger context. Yeah,
1: and then on the other side, we can see some closed-mindedness from the industry from and from people who, I, what I would say, are just not as invested in really investigating women and people with periods health. So right. for instance, the titanium dioxide thing happened right. a couple of weeks ago and you have people saying it was cancer sticks on one side, and then some people saying, don't worry, it's totally safe. When the truth is in the middle, right, we actually don't have tons of research on that. And that is a detriment to us as people with periods. Why isn't there more? So as healthcare providers, and and really as physicians, and especially a space. We have this unique opportunity to say, listen, we are not going to greenwash or use false health, you know, claims or anything like that, just to get you to buy a product. And we would like to use some of our funds that we're raising to fund, you know, research into those things, and so that we can have good research on what what people are using for period care because it just hasn't really happened yet, and so you're. Totally right. You know, we we have this unique placement to really be as transparent and truth-telling with the consumer that as we can. And we don't think we've seen that anywhere. We don't think we've seen people being honest. And so that's really important to us. You know, it has to be researched backed. We cannot just use misleading claims. And we need to push this industry. That's frankly kind of outdated. They tampon and and pad manufacturers were not required to disclose the ingredients in their products until California and New York passed laws last year. And now we even see some fabrication, some false claims, some very like vague words being used that are consumer facing. We go to conferences behind closed doors, and I'll just use one example. At one of the global conferences that talks about hygiene products, they were very worried about that legislator legislation because they did not want to disclose what was in their products. And they were worried that it would cause too much confusion for the consumer. They were basically worried that people couldn't make their own decisions and then they would be scared. We have the opinion that the consumer of today, just like the patient of today, is becoming smarter and smarter and Mm -hmm. more well-informed And that open, honest communication is the best way to go, rather than trying to make a marketing term that we think they could understand better, that ultimately might lead to problems with autonomy. And I think as healthcare providers, we see that a lot. You know, we're trying to, in the clinical setting, provide really good information. And then we feel like we're just doing this uphill battle. And we find that in these spaces, we're able to kind of marry everyone together and Mm -hmm. well, most people together and say like, we actually have a common goal, which is that we just want good products. We want healthy products and we want more research on those products. Cause there's a lot more research on things like, I mean, not even just on medications, but like cosmetics has even much more stricter rules than tampons, which doesn't make sense to me as a doctor because cosmetics are going on your skin, which has a much better barrier, right? With keratin, et cetera, than a mucosal membrane does. And we don't really know, you know, what things being in long contact with mucosa membranes are. So that getting really sciencey. But I just say that all to say, There's this beautiful middle ground where we can have people be autonomous and just truly educate. And I feel very blessed to be in that space. And then with monetary donations, really trying to get some funding behind this and and hopefully usher in a whole new wave of period care. We really want to put, put the pressure on Kimberly Clark and Procter & Gamble and people to say, hey, People do care. We had one of the major corporations tell us a couple of years ago that people don't care what's in their tampon at all. And, you know, that's not true. And we know that as practitioners and as people for myself, I won't speak with you, but as a person of the period, I do care.
0: Oh, I don't want to have periods. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I'm and done having babies. I don't want <laughs> to have periods.
1: Well, and I have PCOS. So, um, I- <laughs> Love hate relationship, but yeah. So you're right. I, I just feel very happy from a personal standpoint. Now I feel much more fulfilled, and then even from a practitioner standpoint, it's a very privileged space to be in. To so what uh, is
0: that? Oh, sorry.
1: Oh no, you're fine to to be in that space. That was it.
0: So what does it look like? You have this idea for a new, for really disrupting the tampon the period product industry, right? Yeah. And so you have this idea. Do you, how do you get a prototype? You know, what does it mean to be farm to vagina? What's the meaning behind trace? I have all of these questions, Meg. (laughs) Well, let
1: me start with what is typical for today. If you wanted to make an organic cotton tampon, and we'll start with tampons just because that's our first product that we're doing. So if you wanted to make an organic cotton tampon, what you would do is you would have your idea, you would base it off of a predicate device that is in the FDA database, and then you would go and you would find a manufacturer to make that tampon for you. Now, all of the Contract manufacturing is what that's called for tampons is overseas. So the only tampon machines in the United States belong to Kimberly Clark and Procter and and make like Tampax and Kotex. So there's no like all your organic brands there over in Europe. So you would go to Europe and you would find a manufacturer and they would say, okay, well, we source our cotton from this seller And we will make this for you. Great. And then really all you're doing is marketing and and packaging and that's kind of what you're doing. But that to us wasn't sitting well. One, because we want to use hemp and hemp wasn't allowed to be grown in the United States until the 2018 farm bill passed. And so it's still a fairly new crop in the United States. So you you can't just go and be like, hey, I want some hemp somewhere. You have to have relationships and contacts within the industry. That's problem number one, just for our company. problem. And why no-
0: hemp versus cotton?
1: Oh, yeah. Great question. So cotton is a really input-heavy crop for the earth. So it takes tons of water. It's a wimpy sprout little plant, so it takes a lot of fungicides and herbicides to survive the sprout phase because it's kind of weak. So it's not a great crop for the earth. And then that's even conventional cotton and then even um, organic cotton is even more labor and time and input intensive and has some extra problems. So the New York Times just ran an article. There was actually more organic cotton sold and traded in 2021 than was grown. So we are seeing that there's a lot of counterfeit organic cotton. So you can't trace it back. And then a lot of the cotton that's grown is grown overseas and there's a lot of slave and child labor. And so that's the same as with hemp. There is tons of hemp is in China, but it is harvested by people. And so we felt like just going and going with the manufacturer and saying, "Hey, I want, you know, I want to use hemp because it's a better it's a better plant for the earth. It doesn't take a lot of inputs. It naturally is a carbon sink. It brings down more carbon per acre than mature forests, which is insane and amazing. It restores soil health. So it's not only like less bad than cotton, it's actually good for the earth. You used to have to plant a crop of hemp back when they were expanding westward. Back in the old days, you had to plant hemp until it got lumped in with marijuana and then everything went to pot. Uh, so <laughs> once we figured out, hey, those aren't the same things, okay? This is, does not have THC at all. And we're growing it for fiber, so it doesn't have anything. It doesn't have CBD, THC, anything in the flower. It is literally the stalk of the plant. Now people understand, right? So we had to find a way basically to find U.S.-based supply chains so that we could ensure that there was no slave labor no child labor. And we wanted to know exactly where it was coming from so that not only could we say, okay, this is an equitable supply chain, but we can even know what was put on that field. Did did they use a fungicide? Did they use an herbicide? Because then we can know is there going to be residue of that in the final product. Not only will we obviously be doing regular lab testing to know that, but just, it just ensures that much more level of traceability. And then from a personal standpoint, it allows us to pick our farmers. Honestly, you know, we can help the exact farmers that we want to help. So we support the farmers. We have some indigenous women farmers, things like that, that mean a lot to us. And so our way of going from nothing from idea to an MVP, which is your minimum viable product, is different than most paths and took a lot longer. It took us about a clear worked in hemp for about two years and then another year into the tampon. We're blending our hemp with cotton. But we didn't, like I said, we don't want to use regular cotton. So we are using what is called regeneratively grown cotton. And it has a climate beneficial verification. So I won't go into all of that because I could take an hour talking about that. But basically, we're in a consortium with a group of other brands that are mostly apparel brands that we prepaid our farmers for cotton to convert their crops from traditional crops with tons of glyphosate, which is Roundup, and tons of fungicides and insecticides, et cetera, tons of water to crops that actually renew the earth. And we're working with universities and we're working with nonprofits to measure that. And so it's super cool. I'll nerd out again.
0: That's so, fantastic. Yeah, it's exciting. exciting.
1: Right. the universities will publish that you know in peer-reviewed journals so it's like a balance again it brings that balance between actually helping the earth with data you know provable data and not just empty marketing slogans and you know and bringing that to the consumer and working together pre-competitively So it kind of upholds all these values that we have that consortium is called C4 or the, California Cotton and Climate Coalition, (laughs) C4. And there will be actually a really large announcement and press, press release about that here in like two weeks. So that's really, that'll be international. And it's, so it's just been amazing, but to build those complex chains and supply chains takes a lot more time and effort than, like I said, if you just went somewhere and made a product. And so that's why we can say farm to body or farm to vagina because mm-hmm. we know our farmers. We know their kids' names. You know, we bought their seed for them this year. We've been to our plots on our farm. Wow. And our ginner, our cotton ginner, said it was the first time in 40 years he had ever met a brand actually using the cotton that he ginned. So usually, it's you're just so far removed, um, right. right. Oh, you know, and so it's a, it's a really special thing. So then we made that MVP and we did, we make them in Europe and they do all of their kind of industry standard testing with my favorite new thing that I learned on this journey called a syngina. And it is a synthetic vagina <laughs> and it's awesome. And it measures the absorbency of the safety, all of that, making sure it doesn't unravel when you pull it out, make sure that there's no fiber shedding on the inside. And so we're hoping, and it worked great. It passed with flying colors first time around. That's, we were blown away. And we're hoping, you know, as we can make this become more prominent, we can do more and more studies because right now we can say we're doing hemp because it's better for the environment and it's a much more sustainable crop than cotton. But we'd love to say, you know, can this be more absorbent in the future? You know, does it have less fiber shedding? We think that it passed with flying colors the first time because it binds the cotton fibers together. A lot of organic cotton tampons even still have a, a petroleum based or plastic based wrap that goes around the outside so even though the core is organic it's a it's a plastic over wrap and we don't have to have that because the hemp is binding that all together so these things are you know again where we're clinicians so we're like research mindset We're <laughs> like what can yeah. we research yeah. you know in five years so that's where we are we have our product and then of course it does kind of go back on the normal track. You have to be raising funds as you're going through with a startup company. You're obviously working on your packaging, your marketing, your distribution, and all of that stuff. So besides building a pretty complex supply chain, we are still doing all of the normal things that you have to do for a brand too. Yeah.
0: So tell me, when do you plan on this hitting the shelves and where we'll be able to find it?
1: Awesome. Well, we are launching in the spring of 2023. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, in two weeks, in mid-September, you'll hear, like I said, the Climate Beneficial Cotton announcement with our co Brands, and that's really exciting. And then we all plan to be launching our collections using that cotton in the spring together. And so you'll see some capsule collections of clothing, etc., and then our tampons. And we're launching with tampons right now. We are submitting our FDA application, so that's the part that's kind of we just have to wait, you know, there's we don't have control over that part, but. You know, we're working with tons of people who have filed a lot before, tons of other clinicians who think it's going to go great. So we don't think we have any worries there. And I get the privilege of working on the fun part, which is the packaging, the marketing, and things like that. And we'll have some really cool ways for you to share. We'll have some collectible affirmation cards to kind of support people through their periods and then we'll have a lot of education on all this like what we're talking about. So spring of 2023 and we will start as direct to consumer so you'll get everything from our website and then in Amazon and then in a few years we'll go into Whole Foods Target and that Stuff as we launch more period care pads. We'd love to do some menstrual underwear with hemp, things like that in the future too, incontinence care. So, yeah, so the best way for us that people can support until we launch until in the spring is just to sign up for our email list and follow our social media. Because if our email list is our besties, we have a group on Facebook that I call our soil mates and that's our, our page. <laughs> Cute.
0: It, okay. So tell us where yeah. they can find you. What, what's your handle? What's your website?
1: Sure. Our website is traceyourtampon.com and obviously we're talking about tracing back to the farm level trace your and our like I said our Facebook group is called trace soil mates and you can just search for that in groups and it'll pop up and our Instagram and TikTok will be the same so trace your tampon and anybody can always look for me individually so megan galaski g a l a s k e my handle on instagram is meg.g.md and um, i'm always happy to answer any questions or or support people support other physicians clinicians people who want to make a product and have no idea you know how to start yeah. how to I'm always up for talking about things like that
0: Right, right. It's funny, whenever you find something that you're really passionate about, you just can't wait to pass it on and to help others. (laughs) (laughs) So that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for just bringing this to our attention. I think that it's really exciting to see what's going on with women's empowerment and women's health products in this day and age. It's just very refreshing. Thanks for sharing your story.
1: Thank you so much. Well, and thank you for amplifying the story, you know, of other people that are going through. There's, there are a million journeys in life and we don't all have to take the same one. And I truly think we're given these gifts to be able to serve and help others. So I'm just really grateful for you for amplifying our voices so that we can get the word out there for everybody and hopefully just create better quality of life for everybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Until next week, be well. All right, Sky community, thank you for listening to another episode. This episode was sponsored by Sky Women's Health. As a reminder, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and we help relieve back pain and pelvic pain in pregnancy and beyond. If you are pregnant and having pain and you feel like you have no reliable way to relieve it, look us up at skywomenshealth.com request an appointment and we'll call to get you scheduled. As a board certified ob with a Neuromusculoskeletal Medicine Fellowship, I help you realign with hands-on drug-free treatment and relieve pain on the spot without medication. We'll help you maintain these results through your pregnancy and postpartum period. Every pregnant person deserves this and we are so excited to serve you. You can find us on our website as mentioned or on social at Health. Or you can call the office at 817-915-9803. That's it for today. Until next week, be well.